Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast today. Today is a happier podcast than what we ordinarily have for the Bears, right? Because the Bears won. They won. They they beat the Giants 19-14 was the final of this one. And while it was winning ugly, it was still winning. If you've listened to the podcast over the last uh, few weeks, I've talked about giving yourself time to win, giving yourself time to figure some things out. And that's what a win like today does for the Bears. It was ugly there. And trust me, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about how ugly it actually was. But I do want to give them credit for beating a bad team. And I also, even in giving them credit for beating a bad team, wonder what this would have looked like had that team been any good. Had had the Giants been any damn good, what would the Bears done in this game? Would they have been able to win the game? And I I believe that they would have lost it. But you know what? I'm not going to harp on that. Not too much. Because they did win. There were some baby steps today from Mitchell Trubisky. I'm trying not to get too excited because there were also some disastrous stuff that came from him. It's at one point during the game, I put out the uh, the Paula Abdul two steps forward, two steps back. Uh, we come together because I visit the track. You didn't know I could get down like that, did you? Well, anyway, that's what it, it reminded me of. DJ Scat Cat. That's what it reminded me of, where things would look really good for the Bears for a while, and then something disastrous would happen, where it's a red zone pick, and yeah, um, it looked like Allen Robinson did a sight adjustment that wasn't what Mitch was thinking he was going to do, and you wonder if he ran the right depth on the route. Here's what I learned from working with Dave Wanstead. I think it's one of the most one of the easiest coaching points that the light bulb like kind of clicked on for me when I heard Dave talking about it. And I'm going to share it with you when throwing into the end zone. If you are throwing to the front of the end zone, the throw needs to be low so that your guy can make a play on it. But no one else should be able to make a play on it. If you're throwing to the back of the end zone. The throw needs to be high again so that your guy can make a play on it and the other guy can't and Mitch got caught in between and allowed the linebacker to make a really good play and pick it off beyond that the red zone play calling I think is uh, something that's under question and I give my good friend Layla Rahimi some credit in this regard because she was screaming about this weeks ago that they seem to get down to the red zone And they just become discombobulated and they don't end up having, it seems like a a real, they they don't seem to be having a real play call available to them. And it, you know, it, it, it looks silly. Like some of the stuff that they come up with down there looks really, really silly. But let me talk about some of the good things that Mitch did in this game. I was really happy to see him run. And I still have I have more questions about his hip now than I had last week at this time, because I think it's really strange that a guy with a hip pointer, a hip pointer, went through full participation in practice all week long. 
with a hip pointer, which if you talk to anyone who's ever had one, it is extremely painful and difficult uh, for your mobility. So I was a little bit shocked that Mitch was just good to go. And even on the play where it looked like Chase was warming up, Mitch said after the game that it, it was something different and he rolled his ankle and it wasn't even his hip. So I guess he's all healed up from that uh, hip injury. And we could put all of it in quotation marks right now. I was still happy to see him run. He ran the ball seven times. It was only for 18 yards, but he did score a touchdown. He had a, a big 12-yard run that ended up extending a drive. He doesn't need to do that as many times as he did today, but I was happy that he took the yards that were available to him instead of throwing the ball. He's more effective when he's on the run. It's just a part of his game, and that might mean that you can't play in the NFL for very long, that you might end up getting hurt more often because that's your style. But I don't think that he'll ever be a guy that feels really comfortable in the pocket when defenses are trying to disguise stuff. And I think he struggles when they drop seven or drop eight into coverage and they're, they're playing zone. Against man, he's pretty good. But zone, he, he struggles with trying to find the open receivers or the open spots that, that he can be in. I was interested in some of the things that he said in postgame. One, his entire demeanor in the postgame I thought was appropriate for the effort that the Bears put out there. I thought it was completely appropriate he wasn't acting like this was a vindication. He wasn't acting like, well, see, we told you guys. He was acting like a guy that knew that he made mistakes and that his team made mistakes and that they're not going to be able to get away with some of that stuff in other games against better opponents. I thought his, uh, his, uh, the way that he responded in postgame, his complete demeanor was spot on and – it's rare that I give Mitch compliments on stuff like that, but he had the right tone. I actually didn't think that Matt Nagy did. Matt Nagy was up there like a relieved guy, and Mitch is, is up there like, man, we still got a lot of problems, and he's part of the problems that they have, but he's not the entirety uh, of their problems. The other thing that I thought was interesting is the reporter spent some time talking to Mitch and to Matt Nagy about why is it that we see this offense look good in two-minute drills or that first possession out of the, the half uh, of halftime? And Mitch said some stuff that I thought was pretty honest and I think needs to be listened to more. He said, in those drills, I'm not thinking as much. I can see the defense. It's more natural for me. I've been doing this my whole life. And comfort in two minute in the two minute offense is a strength for our offense. That says to me that you have a quarterback who is aware of some of his limitations, and maybe more importantly, understands what his strengths are. And I don't understand why they don't do it more. Now, to Matt Nagy's credit, they did some of that today. You saw them build on the I formation stuff. You saw them build out the, the play action stuff more. You saw them move the launch point by moving Mitch out of the pocket a little bit more. And I think that's where they have a chance to be a better team. 
is if they do that more often and they understand what Mitch can do in those situations. I'll take a look at the the next gen stats later on this week to kind of see what he was on the run. But I felt like I was watching a better quarterback on the run than a guy that that plays in the pocket. The run game is still a problem. It, they just they don't block well for it. And David Montgomery averaged one point seven yards per carry, thirteen carries for twenty two yards. It's funny because they kind of featured Tariq Cohen, it felt like, more, even though Montgomery had more carries. Tariq got a few. He had a a couple of really good runs, six carries for 25 yards. So that's 4.2 yards per carry for him. But they just are not running the ball well. And at this point, I'm starting to think that it's more an issue of personnel than even scheme. And I think the scheme's bad. So I think it's something that they, they have to work on if they're going to improve on it. Allen Robinson balled out. Ten targets for him, six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown. And, of course, there was the 60-yard bomb that um, got called back. But he he had a long of 49 today. Mitch hit on some big throws to Allen Robinson in the game. One of my complaints, I wrote a column for NBCSportsChicago.com about how on Thursday, I watched Deshaun Watson have five 30-yard or more plays in one game. And until today, Mitch had six for the season. And so you saw them improve upon that with uh, Allen Robinson coming up with some big, big receptions for him. And Anthony Miller, I thought they did a good job uh, on the kid Ballantine, the rookie. They they targeted him, and they stayed with it. And these are the types of things that I'm – I keep hoping that the Bears offense is going to do. If you figure out something that you're doing well, keep doing it. Keep pounding and keep keep the pressure on someone that hasn't earned the the, the trust of not going after them. They went after Ballantine and he deserved every bit of it and he gave up a lot of yards. So I was happy there. I'm going to get back to some of the good stuff in a second, but let me... Let me speak on some of the issues that I had with the game. There were still too many mistakes. And you've heard me talk about Matt Nagy, the sideline CEO. And the sequence when the Bears scored the the touchdown to to take a big lead where Mitch runs the ball in, I think is really indicative of what I don't like about Matt Nagy on the sidelines. Now he's not the only person. It's not only him that was, was doing this, but let me go through the the sequence for you. Okay. The bears are able to, they get down the field. They, after the fumble, they take the ball over. They're set up in the red zone. Mitch scores the two yard run off the right end. I like that design run, by the way. I think that's really nice. So they then have to call a timeout after that. Then there's a two point conversion attempt that Mitch gets the ball to Gabriel, but they call a pick play on Allen Robinson. So then they have to move the ball back. So then the bears say, okay, we're not going to, to kick it. We're not going to try for two. We're going to kick it with Pinheiro. So then they go out there, and Negi, he's still angry and still hot about the 
the the pick play that was called. So he's yelling at the official. They they get to a situation where they're getting ready to kick. And then they have a player run out onto the field because he thinks that there's a, 10 players on the field instead of 11 and ends up being 12 players instead of 11. And they push the, the extra point back another five yards. So then Pinheiro misses that kick. It's, it ends up being, what, a 42-yard <laughs> so extra point, and he ends up missing the kick. And all of it is is partially because you have Nagy worried about one thing instead of understanding that he's the coach of the entire team. And I get arguing about the pick play, but they're not going to change their mind. And as much as Bears fans and Bears players were hoping that the officials would look up at the scoreboard, they're not going to do that. They're definitely not going to do it and then change the play. So the, the point ends up being you have to be ready for the next play. What's the next play? Get everything set for that. Get Eddie set for that. Get the the line ready to block it up. And it's just another example of Matt Nagy not having great control of what's going on on his sideline. You have that. You have Eddie also kicking a ball out of bounds earlier in the to start the game. He kicks the ball out of bounds. You have Pat O'Donnell just shanking a punt. Now, he nailed one for 61 yards, but he also shanked one. That's how you end up with a net of 33 yards. They also gave up a 40-yard return. It, it, it's stuff like that where it, it does make you think that the Bears are not a very good team overall and that they have a lot of mistakes that by week 12 should be cleaned up. And I, I worry, if, are you play, if you're playing even a little bit of a better team, than the one and nine giant or two and nine giants are are you losing those games? And I think the answer to that is is probably yes. I think you are losing those games because of silly stuff. Now on the flip side, you have a great special teams play by Cordell Patterson. I I talk about it almost every week. I think that guy is a phenomenal special teams player. He should go to the Pro Bowl because he's a four phase player. And he he's able to make things happen, whether it's being the gunner or whether he's actually returning kicks. He's it, it, it was a really smart pickup by Ryan Pace. At the time, I was like, that's that's a lot of money for a guy who's really only going to be returning kicks. But he's proven that he's more than that. And I think it's money well spent so far. You had guys dropping passes today. You had guys with penalties today. You had stuff that you can't have happen. And it's that sort of stuff that will get you beat. It'll absolutely get you beat against teams that are, that are that are good. The Bears had 53 yards of penalties. I was talking with the, the boys on the after show today, and Matt Forte brought up a really great point. He said, you can just add those to the offense of the other team. Like, that's, that's what you do. And the teams that are are penalized, usually the teams that are most penalized don't end up being the teams that are, are available at the end of the season. So that type of stuff is disappointing that things are happening. It was great to see Khalil Mack get back to business. He had a strip sack. He there he, he was pressuring Danny Dimes. By the way, are, are people now like, that guy's not very good. He's not He's not horrific, but he's not very good. 
Um, I remember after that first week that he came in, oh, my God, look at this guy. And you can see that there's there's something there, but it's not the sixth pick in the draft something there. But it was good to see Mac get back on it a little bit today. I thought Leonard Floyd had a pretty decent day today. I haven't even looked at the box. Let me take a look at the, the box score here on Floyd and see what he had. He had four quarterback hits today, go along with it with one tackle. But he was getting some pressure on him, and I was just happy to see Mac back in the backfield. Uh, he he didn't give himself the excuse last week that he's being doubled and sometimes triple teamed, and I appreciate that about him. Um, Buster Screen was kind of his game today was a little hit or miss, but again, the defense does enough. Here's what's scary. What's scary is, is the Bears got their their points. They got their 19 points. They got enough points to win the game. The problem is, is that the Giants coming in this game were giving up 31 points a game over the last few games. I mean, they're terrible. So yet again, it's another game where the Bears don't score 20. I and mean, that seems to be the, the threshold for them. Your offense did move the ball up and down the field. And you had the yardage today. Like, that wasn't the issue. But when it came to red zone efficiency, we saw another week where this team struggles. One for four in the red zone. And you have a turnover there. That's not good enough. It's just not good enough. Meanwhile, the Giants were two for two when they got into the red zone. So... There's a lot to get fixed and not a lot of time to fix it. The Bears go up to Detroit on Thursday. They're going to take on the Lions on Thanksgiving. I guess the mayor will be watching that game because now the Bears are, are five and six. They win this game. They're, they're a 500 team before their Thursday night matchup against the, the Cowboys the week after that. Um, I if, if you've been listening to me at all, I've been telling you, I'm all for them using whatever motivation they need to use to put themselves back in the conversation. I like Bears Mondays when the team wins. It's just better. It's more fun. The city is just happier. And considering the weather that we had today and what we what looks like is forecast for Monday, it's just going to be a better Monday. People are going to be looking forward to sitting down and watching the Bears on Thanksgiving. It'll make it interesting. And if they win that game, it'll make it interesting, them leading into the game against Dallas. That being said, I think we can all look at this team and go, it's not a playoff team. And what I mean by that is that they're not very good, but you don't have to be until you have to be. I will tell you, there are a lot of games now. I was driving back from the studio, and I was sitting there thinking, there are a lot of games that the Bears are going to look back on this season and be like, damn, we we missed our opportunity. We completely blew it because of missed kicks, ineffective quarterback play, defenses, the defense lapsing at the wrong time of a game where they're playing well, turnovers, not being able to come through on takeaways. Like there was the play where Kyle Fuller should have taken one to the house today. It's, it's almost like he's reverted back to the guy that he was before he got the contract extension where he is on it. He understands what offenses are going to do. He jumps routes really well, but he is not catching the ball. And that's the difference between being a pretty good corner and being someone who's an all pro. And we've seen him play at the all pro level, 
He and Prince of Mukamara were two of the top corners in the league, according to, to Pro Football Focus last year. But you've got to take the ball away when you're given an opportunity to do it. So quick turnaround, but I'm here for it. I'm here for the quick turnaround and people getting excited about Thursday. It's just better when the Bears win, even if they win ugly. I'll talk to you throughout the week. I know it's a holiday week. Please make sure you check out one of my other podcasts that I do call House of L. I got a special guest coming up this week that I think that you'll really enjoy. And the past couple of weeks, I've had Joe Cowley on and Kenzie Kay from B96 and Evan Moore from the Sun-Times. I think you'll enjoy those too. So just search House of L podcast and you will find an episode with someone that I guarantee that you are going to like. Thanks for being a part of this podcast and checking me out after every Bears games. It's much appreciated. Your support is definitely appreciated. I'll talk to you later this week.